Now, 6.30 Chad presents The Elks This Week. A close-up look at the Elks and the Canadian Football League. Every week, we take you inside the game. From the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 6.30 Chad. Here's Morley Scott. Good Saturday morning, football fans. Hey, check the calendar. Today is April 22nd. You know what that means. One month from today, on Monday, May 22nd, to wrap up the long weekend, the CFL preseason begins with the Edmonton Elks in Calgary to play the Calgary Stampeders that afternoon. The home preseason game will gather at Commonwealth Stadium five days later when the Elks play the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Camp is set to start meantime on the 14th of May for the veterans. Uh, rookie camp will begin on the 10th of May. Some players are in town now. Some like kicker Sergio Castillo will wait as long as possible before they head north. Castillo will join us later in the show and explain. But first up, it's the news of the week. The Twins are back together. Last year, Wesley and Woodley Apollon were both drafted into the CFL. Wesley by the Elks and Woodley by the Red Blacks. Wesley played in one game for the Elks. It was the first game of the season. He suffered an injury in that game and never played the rest of the way. Woodley did not sign with Ottawa. He went back to play more college ball at Tuskegee Division II in the NCAA. This offseason, Woodley was traded to the Elks, and this week they announced a contract had been agreed to. So the Twins will be back together at training camp. The Elks also brought back two players for another look this week. O-lineman Eric Brown, who started for four years at Merrimack in Division One football in the NCAA, was signed. He was under contract to the Elks in 2021 during the offseason, but never made it to training camp. Also back is defensive back Marcus Lewis. He played for Ottawa in 2021, four games and nine tackles. He was signed and released by the Elks before training camp last year. Ended up playing six games in the USFL for Philadelphia. He had 13 and a half tackles. Also signed this week, linebacker Josh Adewumi. He played Division III college ball at Salisbury University. And American punter Noah Getman out of Akron also signed to a contract. One player was released. That's quarterback Felix Harper, who was signed earlier this offseason. Hey, we're headed to Amarillo, Texas next on the Elks This Week. Elks kicker Sergio Castillo joins us now on the Elks this week. Uh, Sergio, how are you? How's the offseason been? Uh, how y'all doing, Elk Nation? Uh, been doing really good. Just living life in old Yellow City in Amarillo, Texas. Uh, life has been pretty simple for me, you know, just offseason training, daddy duties, uh, uh, husband duties at the house, a lot of cleaning. So <laughs> it's been um, it's been a great offseason. You know, it's crazy that we're only three weeks away from training camp. So definitely going to miss the family, but I'm eager to get back and, uh, you know, get back with the guys. Yeah, good off season, but uh, you think uh, you missed the playoffs. You got the uh, week 18 bye. Uh, it's been a long off season, hasn't it? I imagine that you, like everybody else I've talked to, is really itching to get back to it. Oh, I totally agree. It's, uh, you know, and I was talking to some of the guys, you know, this is the first time in my career where, I'm going back to a team for the second year in a row. I've never had this type of, you know, continuity thing. I'm pronouncing that right. And so I'm I'm very excited because, uh, like I said, it's never happened in my career. I'm excited to see uh, the same locker room, the guys, and just to be around and, and get this ball rolling. Yeah, you've uh, you've. You've spent some time looking for a home in the Canadian Football League, haven't you? You've been you've been around on a couple of teams, and uh, it's kind of neat. The guy who's 
picked as much as you have and has been around in the CFL as long as you have that. It's the first time you're going uh, back to back training camps in the same city. Yes. So like I said, definitely excited for that, you know, to see some familiar faces and, you know, every year uh, I'd be like, I'd be telling my wife, like, man, like, I don't have any friends. It's like, Serge, you always leave with best friends after, after every, after every six months. So don't worry. But, you know, just excited to get back with the guys and, you know, the coaching staff and, you know, like I said, get the season started. Yeah, well, we're glad you got some friends now, Sergio. We're happy for you. So, <laughs> uh, I want to ask you about the off season for a kicker. Uh, how different is that from other positional players? Uh, obviously, you're everybody does things that are that are uh, fundamental to their position. But tell me about a, an off season for a kicker and what you do. Yeah, what's worked for me since you know basically since 2009, since you know I was uh, entered here and played college football at West Texas A&M. Um, I follow very uh, religiously what I did with uh, my strength coach, Sarah Ramey, which she's still there. Um, you know, just, uh, you know, obviously have your Olympic lifts, you know, your, your squats. And I'm more into, uh, for sure, a little bit more upper body now. You know, when I was back in college, I drooled going to, to – well, I just drooled weights just in general. I hated weights. But now I, it's, uh, it's a way to – you know, get my mind off a lot of things, you know, it's a stress reliever. So, you know, two days out of the week in the gym, it's legs, you know, focus on my Olympic lifting, uh, squats. Like I said, in those three, four days, you know, I'm going like Arnold Schwarzenegger type of like bodybuilding style. Uh, Medlock would always get onto me with that. He's like, you're going to get too big, this and that. But I haven't gotten too big yet. So uh, <laughs> it's just, but it's more than anything, it's just a stress reliever for me. Um, you know, that hour, hour and a half that you're in the weight room. Uh, I do a lot of, uh, for speed work, I do a lot of track workouts. Uh, so that, that's what I do. And haven't been able to golf much because it's too darn cold or too darn windy here in Amarillo. Cold, come on. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, crazy enough, we, there'd be times we'd be colder than you guys, you know, for yeah. at least two thirds of this off season, it would be negative 18, negative 20 Celsius. Yeah. Celsius, yeah. You know, Celsius. Yeah. It's just, it wasn't until like about two weeks ago, we finally now, you know, in the 30, 40 degree Fahrenheit weather. So, which is still a little Come chilly. Come on, but... Amarillo gets to minus 18 Celsius? Uh, uh, consistently. Yeah, really? You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised, yes. Wow. Uh, it's, but no snow on the ground though, right? No, no, no. Uh, a couple times. We've had maybe about three little small, you know, snowstorms here, maybe about, you know, I don't know, six to eight inches, you know, but then it's gone within two, three days. I, I can see Sergio as he's do, as he's telling me this, and I'll just uh, tell you guys, he did snowstorms with the air quotes there. So uh, <laughs> it's not, a, not exactly what we're used to here. I'm yeah, sure. exactly. Uh, uh, I want to go back to your training. You, you talk about being in the gym and, and, and hitting the weights. Is there a fine line, especially with your legs, uh, that, you know, you got to get just to the right spot? Because if I guess if you bulk up too much on your legs, it it affects your it affects your swing and it affects your kicking motion. Yeah, for for like I said, for me, as long as I still incorporate my my track workouts, uh, plyometrics, I'm good, right? If I just stick to um, just straight lifting, 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 and no speed work or plyom explosiveness, then I I feel like I would get stiff. I've never ventured into that part where I just gonna do straight lower body and no no running so fortunately um you know i still feel explosive i feel uh very flexible you know that's um uh, one thing i've had since i was you know in high school i've been a very uh had a very good mobility and flexibility mm -hmm. and i guess you got to get the upper body strong because 
those two or three times a year in a kickoff when uh, he gets by everybody and it's up to you to get the special teams tackle, right? Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe, you know, just <laughs> hopefully I can reach them. You know, most of the time these guys, they out juke me, break my ankles. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we never have to see that uh, for sure. You're right. Uh, what about, what about kicking? Um, that's gotta be a lonely life. I, I know, uh, Sean White, who was here for many years and very successful, I, 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 you know, following him on on social media, he's always posting. He's just out by himself, him and his dog, usually out in the park kicking footballs. Mm-hmm. How often do you do that? And and are you all by yourself when you're doing it? No, it's actually baby Jared and I. We actually just got done today uh, kicking, and uh, so he's my he's my uh, ball shagger. So uh, he's always out there with me, and. and uh, you know, I'll start, right now I started, you know, kicking about three times a week, ramping it up. You know, uh, I had taken about a good two and a half months off until, you know, I finally put a foot to the ball. You know, it allowed hmm. me to, you know, fully go 100% in the weight room. And it's okay to be sore because I don't have to worry about swinging my leg. So I, I started kicking, you know, about two weeks ago, you know, started, you know, twice a day. And uh, now I'm up to three times, uh, not twice a day, twice a week. And now we're up to three times a week. Is that usual to take two and a half months off and not kick a football? Uh, at least from what I've spoken, you know, when I've gotten advice from other guys, the older guys when I was younger, uh, they, they, that's what they would do a lot, right? And when I was younger, it was like, oh, I don't want to take any breaks, this and that, blah, blah, blah. But now it's just, it's a long season. You know, you don't just kick six months, you kick you know, probably like a good a month and a half, two months before that. So it's eight months of just constantly swinging the leg. So um, it has been very beneficial for me lately. More with Elks kicker Sergio Castillo when we return. You're listening to the Elks this week on The Voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630 Chet. Now, more football talk on the Elks this week. Here's Morley Scott on the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630 Chad. From the 47 and a half yard line, John Ryan will hold. Peter Adji will snap. Castillo looking to give the Elks the lead to keep their season alive. The ball is up and Este Bueno. The Elks take a 26-24 lead over the Saskatchewan Rough Riders with 24 seconds to go. A game winner late in Saskatchewan, probably the biggest kick of the season for Sergio Castillo in 2022. We pick up our conversation now with the Elks kicker talking about last year, his first in green and gold. We got better as as uh, as the season went on, you know, the operation. Uh, we, ended, uh, we just worked at it and just got comfortable as the season went on, you know, Peter. He, he improved immensely, so, you know, we all expect he's going to be, you know, money because he ended up being, you know, pretty fantastic, you know, the second half of the season. Uh, so I, I was just excited just to be kicking, you know, and it's, everyone says, oh, I'm grateful for this, this and that, and it's cliche, but just to – I'm just excited to, like I said, I'm going back for the second year in a row to to, a, to a, the same city, the same locker room, and. So there's some familiarity there. I'm excited about that. Uh, you mentioned and, and, you mentioned Peter Ajay, who was the uh, the long stapper for you as a rookie. Mm-hmm. So you had to not only get used to a new long stapper, but a rookie who's learning everything as he goes along his first year in pro football. How much did your season change when John Ryan came aboard as your holder? Oh man, you know John Ryan. He's a you know 12, 13 year old vet. You know, and went to Super Bowl 
two two years with the Seattle Seahawks. So it's just like, man, um, having someone like him with his uh, expertise and, uh, you know, it definitely brought a lot of comfort to me. Right. So I've always admired him from afar and to find be to be able to to play along with him. And it, it was definitely, definitely great. We definitely enjoyed a lot of um, uh, hangouts, him and I at, I think it was a place called Kelly's pub. And every <laughs> Tuesday and Thursday we were there watching the champions league. And because that was the only area we could find the only spot we could find soccer games. So we definitely bonded over that. And uh, so definitely going to miss the guy, you know, he's, he's out there doing adult things now managing, you know, five professional baseball teams and he owns and, so it was it was definitely fun. But no, he brought, you know, I think, you know, just just calm and and, you know, poise to to the group, all of us. Right. Not, yeah. not just not just Peter, but myself as well, because at the end of the day, you can always grow. And you and for a guy like him to be so late into his career, you can just be like, you know what, I'm just going to go the day, you know, punch the card in and that's it, you know. And no, he kept doing the little things that he had kept doing, you know, from what I've heard from other players he's played with, uh, other coaches, and he was the same guy. So it was just to see that, you know, and to be into his 19th or 20th year, whatever, kicking, and to keep doing the little things, that's what keeps you going. People think it's extraordinary things. You got to do extraordinary things to keep being amazing. It's like, no, it's doing the little things right consistently. And definitely Peter and I, we, we learned from that. Yeah, for sure. He's a Hall of Fame punter, but a Hall of Fame holder too, right? Which is yeah. not a not an easy job. You don't get any credit, right? No one even says anything until you bobble it, right? When you're, <laughs> right. When, you're the, when you're the holder, so it's kind of a thankless job. But he did it pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yes. So now you got to find a new guy to hold for you. What's that process like? Do you? How much of a say do you have in that? Have you kind of in your mind said, "I'd like this guy to to maybe try it," uh, or or do you just leave that up to the coaches to make the decision? It's it's a little bit of both, uh, you know. So we'll we'll see going into camp, you know, see see who see who can be the guy. We'll have you know three to four guys to begin with, and then we'll narrow it down to obviously you know two guys. I think it's always important to have two guys just because you never know with uh, you know with injuries the the ratio. Uh, it's always good to have another guy, and I learned that from Medlock early on. He always had you know two to three holders and. So, uh, you know, being able to sit behind him and, and learn a while back, you know, it uh, definitely, you know, took the, those pieces of uh, advice from him. Excellent. Um, lots of changes again uh, this year. You were part of the change last year when you came aboard. Uh, different feel to the changes this year, though. I think uh, during the season last year, it wasn't a very successful season on the field, but I think what Chris Jones and his staff did identified the guys, right? They identified their core group of guys and then went out and added to it. How, how much did you pay attention to the changes and what are your thoughts on what you've seen? You know, I think it's just, he's adding, he's finally found his core that he wants and, you know, and that's, and we're going to run with it. Right. So I think in every team, you need that special core, you know, your offensive players, which, uh, you know, we, we got Taylor now. We added a few pieces for him on, you know, offensive weapons, defense, um, you know, with Jake protein for Resna, you know, <laughs> leading, leading the sacks. So, and then now we got our special teams guys, uh, you know, you got Tanner Green, who's just a machine, you know what I'm saying? So I, having those one or two, three guys per, per team, you know, offense, defense, special teams, it's, it's key now. 
right? And he knows who who they are, and and we can build around those guys. Yeah, and and I know I've I've talked with some of the guys. We've had some of the guys you mentioned on the show uh, during the off season. Everybody's excited. What's what's your plans? How early do you come to Edmonton before training camp? So I'll be flying in May 11th, and then uh, you know I believe we start the 14th, right? So. Uh, yeah, so just trying to use spend as much time as I can with the family because, you know, once season starts, you know, I'm fortunate enough where the wifey has the summers off because of school and she'll come up with the baby. But, you know, once school starts for her in August, it'll be a little bit tough. So just, um, you know, they asked me, when do you want to fly up? I'm like, as late as possible, just because I want to be with my little guy. You know, I enjoy yeah. being a dad. And, and, you know, and I was at a, at a state soccer tournament that we have here in Texas for soccer uh in georgetown texas and i got interviewed and they were asking you know like what's been the best part about you being a dad you know or, and i'm like honestly you know just seeing the little guy grow and and giving him what i didn't have you always hear that saying from parents i'm gonna give my kid what i didn't have right and for me it was just being present you know my yeah. father wasn't there you know much to be honest and and it's just like how can i miss how can some, how can a mom or a dad, and I understand sometimes it doesn't work this and that, but it's just like, how can you not want to be around your, your little yeah. guy, your little girl, you know? And it's just, I don't know. I'm, that's why I take him, I take the little guy with me to practices and everywhere I go, if I go run, if I go lift, if I go kick, he's there with me, you know, he's stuck like glue to me. And um, so just, you know, like I, that's why I told them, you know, uh, the organization to fly me as late as possible. Just want to enjoy my, my time with my family. Uh, good for you, man. That's awesome. Uh, tell me, uh, your wife's a soccer player. You're kicking footballs. What's what's he kicking? Man, so we have to have a bag everywhere we go, and it has the football, it has a soccer ball. But he, So now he's into baseball, too. So we have his glove, baseball, and a baseball bat. And if we don't have that along with his blankie, it's a mess. So we don't know what he's going to be because 10 minutes, it could be football. Uh, half a day will be soccer. And then next day it's baseball. So as long as he does something, we'll be excited. But I think because, I don't know, maybe because we do soccer all year long with the wifey, maybe it might be soccer. And then I'm constantly watching soccer, you know, soccer. I, I love soccer a lot. So uh, I don't know. We'll see. Whatever he does, he's got the good genes. There's no doubt about that. So yes. he's, he's ready to go. Uh, Sergio, man, uh, great to catch up with you. Thanks for your time today. appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you at camp uh, in a couple of weeks. Sounds good. Y'all have a good one. Thanks, Elks kicker Sergio Castillo. Next week on the Elks This Week, a sit-down with Assistant General Manager G-Roy Simon and a look ahead to the 2023 CFL Canadian Draft. The crop is deep. It's not It's not as deep at the, at the, the top-tier guys or isn't as deep um as as normal but you know you're going to get a bu a bunch of um solid uh mid-tier um workhorse type players on your team um you, you're not gonna i don't think you're gonna get you know any first year starters um guys that that's gonna um come in and start right away but you're gonna get you know you're gonna get guys that are gonna be core special teamers um core team guys um, that that can that can um, help the middle 
to back end of your roster. Last year, we we felt that you know we had we had an excellent draft. Um, you know, if if if, if uh, Wesley didn't get hurt, um, he would have he would have been basically our will our, our starter at will for the, for the entire season. Um, you know, Gavin Cobb got hurt. He was he was going to be a, a very he was going to play a very prominent role. Peter Ajay played the entire season. Ethan uh, Enoch McConzo, um, you know, played a played a huge part in our defense. Um, Trey Ford started a game at Canadian quarterback, which is, is it's almost unheard of. Um, so we, we felt our draft was very, very strong. And, you know, the good thing is, you know, we don't have to have Canadian starters this year coming out of the draft. Now, if we, we do, that's a plus, but, um, you know, we feel our rosters in a, in a position where, um, you know, anybody that we draft, um, doesn't have to play right away. Um, so we can we can work on their development and, you know, and, and our like I said, our the strength of our rosters, we feel is very strong. And, um, you know, this should this should you know, it should it should it should we should have a better outcome this year. The CFL Canadian draft is set for May the 2nd. The Elks currently hold the second overall pick. You'll hear that complete interview with G. Roy Simon coming up next week. My name's Morley Scott. Thanks for listening to the Elks this week. We'll talk more football in seven days time on the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630 Chet.